Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Good afternoon and welcome to Collaborative Connections radio show and podcast sponsored by KLM Consulting. I'm your host, Kelly Lorenzen, and we're coming to you live from the comforts of our home while Karen Nowicki is producing the show in the studio at Phoenix Business Radio X inside Max 6. Collaborative Connections is a radio series created to bring entrepreneurs, associations, and nonprofits together to build relationships, foster collaboration, and grow a stronger community together. Our hope for today is that listeners and guests alike will walk away with a golden nugget or a new resource for their business. The sponsor of our show, KLM Consulting, is an on-demand concierge marketing and project management firm with over 17 years of award-winning business savvy. KLM Consulting helps fast-growing companies and entrepreneurs build brand and brag about their businesses. Today, I have the honor of being in the studio with three amazing women, and and we all have the first name letter K. How about that? Welcome, everybody. You can unmute yourselves. I know we're live on air, but we're also videoing in Zoom. So the laughter and the claps that (laughs) nobody can see. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the studio. Thank you for all joining us. Um, I would love to have everybody, you know, that is listening know a little bit about each of you. So I'll have um, Carrie Ann start and, and just tell us, um, you know, take a few minutes, tell us who you are, uh, where you've come from, where, as, as Kenyatta says, where you come from and where you're going. <laughs> I love that. I love that question. I love it. Uh, and uh, a little bit about your business. And then everybody will know at the end of this why I asked you all together. So, mm-hmm. Carrie Ann, you start with. Well, thanks, Kelly. Hey, everybody. I'm Carrie Ann Munstead. I am local here in Phoenix, Arizona. I am a portrait photographer. I specialize in photographing women and lots of time women for their businesses, for their brands to really help them step out as the face of their business. And in addition to photography, over this past year, I've just noticed so many women shying away from the camera due to perfectionism. So Mm -hmm. I developed a whole keynote around perfectionism, which I'm speaking to women across the United States on. And, and even after that, I went deeper and developed a whole group coaching program that dives deeper into perfectionism to help really help women just, you know, really get unstuck where they're at and move forward towards their goals. You know, in addition to my photography, speaking and coaching, I'm a mom to a toddler and a teenage daughter, a wife and a doggy mama to, to three, three rowdy little doggies around here. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yep. Everybody, when I was promoting the show and, and putting this all together, I thought who, who combined would, you know, everybody's trying to pivot and shift and what's going yeah. on in their businesses. And, and I loved the perfectionism piece. You, you know, I'm sure have seen that for years and years in your photography business. And I love that you, you know, that's a social impact, right? I love promoting and, and um, utilizing companies that have, you know, what are they doing for society? What are they yeah. doing as a social yeah. impact? And I love that piece. And, and thanks for bringing that up, Kelly, because for me as a photographer, it's not, I mean, of course I want every woman to have beautiful photos of themselves, but more important than that, I want them to have photos of themselves that they see that they get confidence from and they have power from and that shift those, shift those thought in our head, you know, to mm. like not, not thinking that we look good and, and, thinking we're too fat or too old or whatever, but actually seeing photos where you're like, no, those are lies in my head, right? So I think the the kinder we can start speaking to ourselves and our thoughts, our words, the kinder that we are to communi- our communities as well. 
So it definitely is more of a social impact uh, shift as well. I love that. I love you. Thank you for being on the show with me. And we've worked together a lot in the past. You've done two sessions for me two years in a row. I think it's with my new haircut, I better probably have another one. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. I think when people, you know, use a lot of the photos that you took uh, in, you know, in my marketing. And then I'm like, oh, geez, people are going to think I'm narcissistic for (laughs) for using my face. You know, I mean, that's like another perfectionism thing, right? Right, But I love, I love how you captured my real, like, I'm just, I was so happy you did such a good job. And I was so happy at that day, you know, so I was like, oh, well, I'm going to use them. And at least people know it's me, you know? (laughs) No, it's true. And I think that so many women do suffer from that too, right? We think if we put out too many pictures of ourselves, it's going to look narcissistic or, or vain or something like that. And it's not, we are the faces of our brands, right? Like mm-hmm. people do business with people first, not the products, the products, the services come second. So we need to put ourselves out there, our faces out there so people can really get to know us more. So I'm very, I'm really proud of you for all that you've been using your pictures. <laughs> Good. Kimberly, you're next. Tell us a little bit about where you came from, where you're going. Ms. Kenyatta said, I'm going to steal that. I know. That's all right. It's all yours. I love it. (laughs) Well, first of all, I want to say, Kelly, thank you so much for inviting me to be on the show. And uh, my sister Kenyatta, I'm just like so honored that you invited me to come on with you. Mm -hmm. And Harry, it's so great to meet you. So this is is awesome. I'm actually from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I flew in last night. Uh, I'm here with my parents. Uh, my mom's 84, my dad's 86, and my bonus kids, my brother's kids, who I just love, love, love. And I'm the mother of Ellie, who's a little four-legged cocker spaniel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've gotten a lot of rest today, so I'm really happy about that. But I am the founder of Global Sustainable Partnerships, and we provide access to clean water uh, to children and their families uh, in Tanzania. And we've expanded in doing some work in um, Kenya, we've done some work in Latin America. We uh, helped uh, hurricane vic- the um, the uh, the victims in Mozambique and uh, Zimbabwe. They had that terrible, terrible cyclone, and so we we provided them with access to clean water. But I decided after ten years that I was tired of begging for money, and that I needed to create a different way of having sustainable funding. And so I saw all of these amazing women who are entrepreneurs and we're doing amazing things, but they couldn't get funding either. So I just said, you know, why are we constantly going after people to fund us when they're really not interested in the work that we're doing? And and I'm a social entrepreneur. So, you know, my basic need is to make sure that other people and especially kids have what they need. And, and women are the ones that are actually are going to take what they have in there as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and they're actually going to reinvest into their own communities. So I decided that if I could get access to investors to look at women through a new lens as viable business owners, women who have amazing ideas, who could be a huge force, not only in Africa, but in in America, Mm -hmm. then if I could get the money from investors and a percentage of that would come to my organization, and then we would we would become their corporate social responsibility partner. And then that that's a win-win for all of us, right? Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. So you have these women that probably would not have access to these global investors like our WAPAC, because I have an organization called the Women's Program Engagement Council. So it's about just bringing women together, 
we were really trying to bridge the gap between African-American and African women. Um, and then I said, you know what, let's not limit ourselves, right? Let's make sure that, you know, we can actually reach out to all women because we all need a hand up. We don't need a handout. So that's, mm-hmm. that's my story. And where I'm going is I want to have, I have an uh, organization called Titans. We just had a Titans take. And we had mm-hmm. 78 women apply where they can pitch their own ideas. We picked our top 10 down to our top five. I want Titans to be a venture capitalist fund so that we can pick and choose and help women grow their ideas and their businesses. That's where I'm going. Oh yes. my gosh. Chills. There's the chills. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> wait, but wait a second. I'm an engager. Yes. Thanks to my girl, Kenyatta. So I am proudly wearing I'm an engager from her superpowers coaching. And what we learned with women and what I love what you said, Carrie, is that, you know, what women, we don't, we're so busy trying to not be beautiful and awesome and doing all this wonderful things that we're doing that we get lost in the sauce. It's time for us to take back our confidence or to, or to create the confidence. So what Kenyatta does is she has given our women the confidence. And from the day before, when I started with the the 10 women that were pitching, you should have seen them. They were from different countries. They weren't raised to be forward thinking or do their business. When Kenyatta was finished with them, they came out of the gate saying, I am an engager. I am an influencer. Mm -hmm. And so... That is so amazing. I love that. I love that. Well, that look at that right into Kenyatta. It's it's perfect transition <laughs> to her turn. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Kenyatta. Thank yeah. you so much for ha- for being on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun being on your show. <laughs> I know. I'm I got excited. to help you. So for Carrie and Kimberly, I got to help mm-hmm. Kenyatta with her three-week series of women entrepreneur uh, interviews uh, over the last three weeks. We just got to have Friday. I helped her facilitate that. And what an amazing group of women. Mm. Great job on that. Oh my gosh. I love being in the background. (laughs) Well, I couldn't have done it without you. I mean, you were there making sure of doing the facilitator thing that you do, which is so fabulous because you're good at all the stuff that I'm not. So it works perfectly. And I was just honored to have you there. And so thank you for being a part of it. So it's fun to be on your show. And Kimberly, thank you so much for coming. When she asked me, you know, that I could have someone, she asked me to do this and said that I could, you know, who would I like to join me? I'm like, Kimberly Fogg. That's who I got to bring with me. So this is amazing. And Carrie Ann, I feel like you and I have met somewhere. Somewhere. Through Athena. Athena is where we met, Kenyatta. Yes, so many women. Athena, yes. Athena, Well, no, specifically, no, you were in um, uh, Susan Taffer's uh, class that I came and did the behavioral superpowers. That's it, you've got it. So you know, okay, don't tell me. Um, Carrie Ann, you're an influencer, aren't you? Is Uh, that your behavioral style? Honestly, I don't remember. I think you're an influencer. And while we're on this thing, I'm looking it up. I'm going to tell you because I I think (laughs) you are an influencer. And your your mom... Was your mom, now I might have you confused, but she had me do a couple. I know you. I'm just saying I know you. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so anyway, remember the name? I was like, when Kelly told me the name, I'm like, um, I know that name. Right. <laughs> I don't forget names. Not only that, I've seen your report. So that's why. So let me, I guess, just say hello out there to people in TV land who are uh, listening and watching. Um, 
I'm Kenyatta uh, with Freedom Empire Consulting. And so this is so much fun to, to be on here and listening to all the connections. Um, but one of the things that I do with my business is I'm a behavioral superpowers coach. So that's what we're talking about is all of us know our behavioral superpower style. So what does that even mean? Um, I decode human behavior. I optimize performance using scientifically validated behavioral insights. So everyone has a chance to take their behavioral exercise really is about 15 minutes, 46 questions, and it tells you what your natural hardwired behavioral style is. So that's what I love to do with my business is I help people get access to awareness with this information. And then from that, whatever it is that they are looking to accomplish, whatever kind of achievement or goals or success or business or life or health or whatever, it all starts with behavior. So I know in my industry that 87% of performance issues in life and business are due to behavior. So if I can help people understand where their hardwired natural behavioral style is, then they can go anywhere from there. And it's about giving people access to that self-awareness so that it helps them with communication and anything else that comes after that. That's part of what I do. Another part of what I do is um, I'm an advocate for social justice. And I work with a company called Legal Shield, and I have for six and a half years which is really where um, a lot of my passion lies in providing people access to have what they need to understand what their rights are. Because if you don't know what your rights are, you kind of don't have any, and it's no one's responsibility to help you execute them. But if you have access to something like an attorney, when you need to ask questions about your business or you're making decisions for your family, that's empowering. And I think all of these things come together into helping people get the resources they need to provide the kind of lifestyle that they want when they have, when they have self-awareness, when they understand how to protect themselves, when they can make good business decisions. I think all of that comes together with being able to optimize your life. So that's what I do with Freedom Empire. And I love women specifically because I'm a woman and I think we're all amazing. And like how you were speaking about how, um, you know, Carrie, about having that feeling that maybe, you know, you can't put your pictures out or you shouldn't put your pictures out. Or Kelly, you've been thinking for one minute that you can, you, have, you can have too many pictures of yourself, right? Or that idea that we diminish ourselves sometimes for reasons that are really just mindset, you know, and maybe society has put some of those things on us as well, but we only accept those if we choose to. So one of the things I, I like to say, is a quote of mine is, um, your self-fulfilling prophecies can either limit you or liberate you. Which is it going to be? Because as soon as you start thinking, oh, well, that probably is going to happen, or I'm not going to be able to do that, or I won't get that raise, or I'm not going to get that loan, or things like that, and then it happens, you're like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Right. So that's a limiting, a limiting self-fulfilling prophecy, or it can liberate you where you're like, oh, they're going to give me that loan or, oh, I'm going to put out every picture of myself because I'm amazing and fabulous. and I need people to know it's me I'm talking to that they're working with. And, and if they take one look and they're like, oh, I don't even like the way she looks. I'm not hiring her. Good. Because you, you'd only get on my nerves. Any, you get on my nerves anyway. You know, so. Anyway, that's what I'm all about. You know, so I love thank you for being, thank you for having me here, Kelly. I'm excited. I love that. The last piece you talked about, I love that. I in the last couple of weeks, or you know, every every three to six months, I have a new saying. Um, you know, something that gets me. You know, that kind of keeps coming back in my brain. So, you know, the first uh, first months of COVID, you know, was was like, oh man, what's next, right? But then, if you immediately shift your mind to picking the silver lining, right? So every day I had this, you know, 
okay, what is the silver lining today? Yes, my kids are home. Yes, my husband got COVID. Yes, we had a leak in our house, right? So you could focus on all the terrible things. We had to gut our bathroom. You know, you could focus on all the things mm-hmm. that you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this? Or you can change your, you shift your mindset to what's the silver lining? Oh my gosh, I get to have lunch with my, you know, with my child every day. I can put that in my schedule because I'm an entrepreneur and I can, you know, make my own schedule. Or I get to have a dance party, you know, with my daughter in the living room or, you know, like pick those silver, pick the things that you wouldn't have had, had this COVID not happened, right? I have more time now to be with, you know, help more entrepreneurs. I mean, so I love that. And so this, in the, in these next uh, last three months of the year, I I say perception is profit, right? Mm. So perception of yourself, Carrie Ann, going back to you, you know, like what is your, what is your perfectionism doing to you? So let's get rid of that, right? What's the perception of yourself, which is going to lead right to profit of your business or not? 100%. Or perception of others have about how your business is, you know, is going to be, is going to lead right to profit. So there's my, there's my little uh, takeaway for the rest of the year is perception equals profit. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Well, anyways, thank you all for, for joining us. And I know um, I want to jump right into some questions. Uh, Carrie, tell us uh, how the, you know, when you've been interviewing these women and and you do your coaching, how, how do you see the shift happen? You know, what's a, maybe a couple tips that you've figured out um, to help people shift that, you know, perfectionism to get either to get rid of it or to downplay it or, you know, can you give us a few? I can give you like the one very best tip that I think is like the, the very best way Obviously, when it comes to perfectionism, we have to be aware of it, right? Because we go through life just having these thoughts constantly in our head and not even really being aware that we're having them. So obviously, the very first part is to just become aware of it. But so but so, what I like to do, speaking or coaching is what I do is um, when those perfectionist thoughts come up, I want to write them down. I want you to know what that's like, you know, I'm... I'm old to write this book, or I'm to this to do that. And then what I want you to do is uh, the, what, what we need to that perfection into a fact. And the way that we do that is by asking, what would my best friend about this, right? What would my best friend say? Would she agree with me and say that I'm too old to write a book? Heck no, she would say, there's no age limit on writing a book. If you want to write a book in your life, do it. If that brings you joy and happiness, do that. So it's it's a way to shift from that judgment into a fact of I can write a book at any age. When I'm ready to write that book, I, ha- I will be able to do that. So it's kind of what I call changing it from your self-bully thoughts to your self-bestie thoughts by asking yourself. I know it's really simple like that, but it's literally a bullet from a bully to a bestie in your oh, head. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, exactly. To shift it by asking, what would your best friend do? So that is my number one tip that I, that I tell everyone. Oh my gosh. I love that. I say that to the, to the kids all the time. You know, what are you telling yourself? Would you speak to your best friend like that? Exactly. exactly. Would you tell your best friend that you suck? 
that right. you are dumb. You know, right? really, right? I have a 10 year old and 14 year old. So they're constantly like, you know, battling this. I don't know who I am and I don't know if I'm good and all this. And I'm like, you wouldn't speak to your best friend like that. Do not tell your brain that. Exactly. And it's like, we all know this, right? We all know it, but we still do it. So, um, and if if some people, you know, the best friend doesn't really, uh, it doesn't resonate them. So you could think, would I say this to my daughter? No way. Or if my daughter was saying something like that to me, would I agree with her? So we can kind of look at it from a, from a mother daughter perspective too, if that resonates better with someone. And I know that resonates good with you, Kelly. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right <laughs> up my alley. Kenyatta, when you're doing the behavioral superpowers, I'm sure it's the same thing, right? They, they, they're hardwired a certain way, but are they acknowledging what they're really good at? Or are they fighting mm. against the I'm supposed to be this and I'm not supposed to be that. And everybody told me my whole life I was going to do this, right? I'm sure you right. see that. that oh, absolutely a lot. And that's why this process is so amazing for not only um, just women, but the world, quite honestly. I mean, we want 1 billion people to know what their behavioral superpowers are. And the reason is, is because they have these ideas about like they don't understand why they're compelled to behave a certain way. And then somewhere along the line, someone has told them to stop it for whatever the reason. So as an example, me being the fast paced, outgoing influencer, that's my behavioral superpower. I'm like a motor mouth. I'm always up in everybody's business. I always want to hang out with everyone. Hey, what's going on? No, no, no. Can you think about how many times growing up I've been told to be quiet or pipe down or why you, you know, walk into the classroom can and sit down in the chair, but I'm talking to people on the way to the chair, right? Because I can't help it versus someone who might be a reflective thinker who's much more reserved or more anchored or, re, you know, they're going to walk in and they're going to go sit down in a chair. And how many times have they been told, why don't you go over there and make some friends? Go talk to some people for a minute, right? So, so we grow up with these things that we behaviorally do that people have told us for one reason or another, either stop doing it or you do it too much, or why do you do that all the time? Where you're like, I can't help it. So then they learn their behavioral superpower style. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, oh, I don't have to apologize for that anymore. I don't have to make excuses for that anymore. This is my power. And they can walk in that and own that. And that's the beautiful thing because now they can just be themselves without having to worry about what everyone else thinks about what they should and should be doing. So that's exactly where that comes. That's exactly the case right there, you know, is... People just don't understand. This is who you are. They want to make you like them. I love that. And Mm -hmm. who should take, so it's a test, just like, Mm -hmm. it's not just like that. That's not the right way to say it. It, It's another test. You know, we've all taken DISC or Mm -hmm. um, those other tests. Tell us what this one is and why it's different and who should take a behavioral superpowers test. Absolutely. Um, So Kelly, there's like two to 3,000 different personality t- style assessments. There's so many. People are fascinated by, by learning about people, right? And how what makes them tick. And so out of the, the, the Colby's, the Myers-Briggs, the, the Strength Finders, the Enneagrams, all of them, they all um, uh, uh, test something different, right? So they all have value and weight for what they're trying to accomplish. The biggest difference between ours is that we are not talking about strengths or weaknesses. We're talking about behavior which might not be a strength and it might not be a weakness. It's your behavior. So that's the one thing is that we're testing um, for something very different. We're measuring behavior at a hardwired amygdala level. Like at the age of three, these things start being ingrained in you. That's why your children, you can look at them now and go, you've always done that. 
you know, at the age two or three or four, your child already has certain things about them that you're like, you're not like your sister, (laughs) right? So those are the things we measure, those you've always done that kind of things. And then the next thing is that because you've always done that, that one test is sustainable over the long term, meaning you don't need to take it again. And because it it wouldn't change and it's predictable 91% of the time that that's how you're going to show up. So it's so accurate. It's kind of creepy how accurate it is and how it never changes. So who should take it? Well, we know we can have someone as young as the age of 12 take it and we actually encourage it. So one of the things that we're doing with our behavioral superpower universe is we're going to have a charter school that's going to be based entirely around behavioral superpowers, meaning as the students are coming in, they're going to take the exercise. So will their parents and all the stakeholders that are really close to that child, because this is a language now we've created within the the home, not only that within the organization, so all the administrators would know it, um, all the, the teachers would know it, and it becomes the language. So now, you know, the kids in the playground aren't making fun of the facilitator, Kelly, because she's going around trying to get everyone organized, right? And and probably has been called bossy at some point in her life. Oh, oh, my childhood. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so, but that's hurtful, right? To a child who's trying to just be themselves, like in all their friends are like, why are you always so bossy? Instead of you being like, well, I'm not being bossy as a child, as a you know, 11 or 12 year old, you might be like, well, I'm a facilitator. <laughs> I'm helping. I'm helping. I'm helping. That's a whole different mentality, right? So now the children understand who they are and what they are. And there's no reason to make fun of someone else because they're, They now have ownership of their own self. So anyway, so that's just one place something like this can be used, right, is to help empower children by giving them the awareness that they need so they can own who they are. Because if you think about it, as sad as it is, think about all the different reasons that we understand children find or find themselves depressed, teen suicide, you know, anxiety. Where does all that come from? A lot of it comes from a lack of self-awareness. A lot of it comes from being bullied and picked on because they're different. So we know that if we could help people understand this at a young age, then it could be transformative in their lives overall, right? And if they're taught how to learn based on that, then that could be transformative. So children, one thing, families, conversations between couples and organ, you know, couples um, having understanding communication. We use it in that way. I use it for just one-on-one coaching with people who are trying to grow in their own self so that they can build whatever kind of business or career they want, group coaching, organization. I mean, I like to say everyone because it is everyone because it starts with self-awareness. And so anyone can take it as young as 12. And we're actually working on making it to where even younger can take it as well that the questions are posed in such a way that someone whether of a younger age, because the traits are already there. Mm-hmm. We just have to figure out a way for a younger person to really be able to articulate it um, so that we can go even younger than that. I love that. I love that. Kimberly, can you imagine if the people in that you're helping in your organization, um, you know, whether it's the entrepreneurs, the women, or the, you know, the kids in Africa and all those countries, if they knew what, you know, what they were good at and could stand in their, you know, in their superpower. I mean, oh my gosh, what, what's transformation? Can you imagine? It's already happening. I mean, and Kenyatta can, can verify this. So, when the ladies first applied, uh, you know, they had questionnaires and everything. So we didn't know who they were. And so then we went, when we narrowed it down to the top 28, we asked them more questions. And then we narrowed it down to the top 10. And then we had, um, of course, a Zoom meeting so that we could meet them all. And they were just very humble and, you know, just doing this amazing work. But 
you know, they really didn't have anybody that gave, that helped them like lay the foundation um, to like how to start a business, what you need to do, just information that if they had a mentor could really just bring them so much further along. And that's another thing that Titans Tank ecosystem is, is trying to do for these women is trying to lay the foundation so that they can grow and that they can be extremely successful. But by the time Kenyatta got a hold of them and gave them their superpower survey, and then when they came back to pitch um, in front of their coaches, the, the coaches was like, oh, wow, okay, well, <laughs> this is a totally different person than I met like a few days ago, okay? And so then we said to them, okay, so now that you've met your coaches and now they're trying to mentor you and give you some more nuggets that you can use. So when you go in front of the judges, you want to make sure that you're wowing the judges in your truth, in your superpower. So one of the things that we said to them is that, you know what, when you introduce yourself, you introduce yourself, my name is Kimberly Fogg, I'm an engager. And then you go on from that. And OMG, from the first day that they did it from the top 10 down to when the judges narrowed it down to the top five, they were on fire. It was just cr- mm-hmm. it was just crazy what like 24 hours did just from the top 10 to the top five because they were getting feedback, you know, and questions from the judges. So from the so when you know the judges said, okay, we're selecting these top five, and then when they went back and 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 met with their coaches again, the coaches really honed in on what the judges were asking them and how they how they felt about it because it's all about how you answer the question because you're the one that's trying to to convince the investor that you're worth being invested in, right? It's not the other way around. So if you go in there with that confidence and let them know that this is what I am doing, I'm just trying to go to the next level as opposed to, well, I'm trying to do, you know, I'm embarking on. No, I mean, that's what really happened. You could really see these women blossoming right in front of you. And it's so crazy. And, you know, people say we need money. Don't get me wrong. We women need money, funding to fund their ideas and their businesses. uh, Full stop. However, we also know that women benefit from direct services from other people. Like we've got a young lady, I told you about Kenyatta, she's doing a one-on-one advanced superpower. So can you imagine when we get them in front of the big investors, how great they're going to be? We've got another sister who is doing a 90-day accelerator program. I wish somebody would give me a 90-day accelerator program. Right? Right? We've got another sister who's doing a whole series on financial management. Holy schmoly. If somebody told me about financial management 25 years ago, I'd be a gazillionaire by now. So, you know, <laughs> right. I'm a gazillionaire in my head. So that's why I know that this venture capitalist fund for Titans is just on the horizon. Um, but I'll tell you, just knowing what Kenyatta has done for these women and what and, and meshing that with our Titans tank, my global sustainable partnerships motto is when we partner, miracles happen. Oh, and that's that. what I'm bringing to Titans. But I also have to tell you something that one of our Waypack sisters said after our Titans tank. And I have to read it because every time I read it, it brings tears to my eyes. And it says, her name is Jennifer Samuel. And she said, our Titans... Our Titans tanks created space based in generosity and giving. It's not about competition. 
It's about how we can help each other. Mm. And I think that totally sums up what Titan's Tank is all about. So, you know, when you start off thinking one thing, and then when you get this group of people together, and then they, then everybody's superpowers mesh, then Mm -hmm. this is what you get. Right. So cool. Tell us a little bit more about the um, WPEC WAPEC, as you say. WAPEC is the Women's Program Engagement Council. And I was invited to uh, a big summit. It was an African trade summit. And I was one of the um, one of the um, vendors there. And it was a summit uh, having to do with investors. Investors were coming in from all over the world to invest um, in people. So when I was looking around, I didn't see one woman that was invited that had the opportunity to go up and invest uh, in one of these, in anybody, in any women, and, and no women were invited to the table. So I went to the CEO and I said, excuse me, uh, I think you missed a huge opportunity here. And he's looking at me like, what do you want, lady? I said, listen, <laughs> this was supposed to be a summit for investors to look at people who had great ideas and great business ideas, but I didn't see one woman that could participate. And I said, what's going on here? Do you know what, what you, know, you could accomplish if you've invited women? And he says, no, you're absolutely right. Can you do it? <laughs> I was like, oh huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> He's like, can you do it? So WAPEC actually is the inaugural women's program for the African Trade and Investment Global Summit that was supposed to be held in Dubai at the end of October 2020. But because of COVID-19, of course, it's been postponed. So WAPEC was actually created out of a need saying, I cannot believe this. You've got like heads of state. You've got all of these amazing VCs and angel investors, and they're here to hear people pitch and there's not one, not one woman out of the continent or the United States or anywhere that was invited. That's insanity. And so that's why I keep saying we, as women, we have got to figure out a way to get investors and men. And that's why women have to have our own VCs and our own angels because they don't look at us they look at us through a totally different lens. Right. And so it's up to us. And that's what Titan Tank is all about. I'm bringing you, you don't have to go searching for them. I'm bringing you, bringing you some powerhouses that are going to impact your bottom line. Because what I learned about my beautiful children and trying to get them access to connectivity, access to water, people don't care about that. What they care about is access to my bottom line. Can you put money in my bank account? And so I had to. I have my own shift, right? So that's how Titans Tank, WAPEC, GSP, and Titans Tank have all collided because it really is a social impact, right? And then it's about an accelerator because we're trying to give these women all of these different tools that they need. And then it's about investing. So what do we call that? Titans, we're Titans. Titans. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And yes. can you imagine if they all had the Carrie Ann's specialty brand photos to go with their <laughs> right? They, they, they all need photos. Oh my gosh. Right? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, Carrie. 
Kelly, I can see why you brought us all together, right? <laughs> Three women advocating mm-hmm. for women out in the community and mm-hmm. helping women step into their power and their confidence. I mean, I'm loving this conversation yes, so yes, much. Yes. Well, and that's so important too, because one of the things that, uh, you know, Kimberly, you and I were speaking about this yesterday or the other day about how, you know, we can, we can provide these opportunities, but if internally the women don't feel that they can step into that for whatever the reasons, right? Because, you know, we can, we can provide opportunities, but they have to have the confidence and all those different things to take advantage of what's provided to them, you know? And that's where it's just such a, the core, like how do they feel about how they look and how they perceive themselves? How do they feel internally and their own self-awareness? And then, you know, now that they've been given an opportunity to get on at, at a table, will they take it? You know, because are they, are they prepared for that? Because that takes resilience, courage, charisma, you know, creativity, you know, work ethic and focus, you know, and, and some of those things naturally are wired within a person to just sometimes just have that. And then other times we have to coach them through it to bring it out of them, you know, so it's very powerful what you, what you're doing. I'm excited. Oh, Carrie Ann, by the way, I looked up your profile and I, I was thinking of another K name. When I was thinking influencer, yeah. so just so you know, do you mind if I tell everyone who's listening I'm, what your I'm profile so is and remind you? <laughs> Let's do the the reveal again. So you are you are a relationship builder. Okay. You are yeah. a very you are a very balanced and patient relationship builder who's extremely focused on relationships and and very careful and cautious in how you do things and calculated, which means so, sounds more like me. <laughs> per, 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 you know, the, the, things are going to need to be right with you, and and you are have a probably a really cool way. I can imagine as a photographer that you make sure things are you know. And, and per- perfection is an interesting thing. And I definitely want to talk more about that. But I have, I, I almost view it like striving for excellence is probably yes. what you really do is like, okay, it may not be perfect, but it will be excellent. So I love that. So yeah, so that, that is your behavioral superpowers. That's fun. Cause we all on the call know ours. Well, thank you <laughs> so much awesome. for telling me. <laughs> and I will send you, I will send you your report so that you have it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to find it in my emails, but I haven't been able to find it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I got it right here. All of us multitaskers trying to do six <laughs> things at once. I know. <laughs> Let's do it right now. We're like, well, we need to find out right now. Right now. This is important. <laughs> right. Well, I love the, I love if you, you know, get a chance to use Carrie for her photography because it, it helps all of those things. It helps the, you know, the not being perfectionist. Cause you look at your pictures and you're like, oh my gosh, I look that pretty. <laughs> you know, like, how is that I even love possible? That. You know, you're like, oh yeah, she kept my smile when I was so happy right and to Kimberly's point like if if we had the branding if you know kid for Kenyatta if we had our behavior if we knew when we stood in our place what we were right I'm a facilitator I've been that my whole life if we if we knew these things right and then we could see it visually in a picture that you know in a portrait that carried like Oh my gosh, the transformation that these... That's the power. It's the internal and the external validation of all that. Yes. So so wait a minute. So these pictures that I've been seeing popping up of you lately sitting on a blue couch, is that you, Carrie Ann, who did that? Oh yeah, yeah that's me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're adorable. No, it's totally Kelly, like all day long. Like I saw the first one and she's sitting there with a the little laptop and I'm like, oh my God, that is so perfection so of, 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 who, of who she is and yeah. how you portrayed her. Like I can see that because I know her in the picture and knowing what she does. And what's so interesting is that like, that's a perfect shot and, and, um, 
visualization that captures like not only who she is, but what she does. And yeah. obviously, I mean, I'm telling you what you guys already know, but I'm just saying as someone who saw it, who knows her, I, I noticed that and I was like, oh my God, these are perfect for her. A little plant sitting there and a little book couch, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, I love it. So I, I, I get it because I saw it. So congratulations, it looks amazing. But I'm all the way in, well, I'm in DC, but I've got women in Rwanda and the Gambia and uh, South Africa. So how do we get pictures because the little pictures that um, they have sent me, and I've tried. Okay, <laughs> don't even ask me. Um, they did. They did it's, what, it's, what they had. Right. How do we? How, I need to connect with you because that would be. I would literally go after, go on LinkedIn, go into all these people and say, "We have this amazing photographer that could add more to our Titans. Can you guys help pay for? Because I believe in you getting paid. Don't get me wrong." Right. Thank you. Yeah. Can you help pay for getting uh, our pictures, our Titans pictures taken, our top five? I mean, I would love, love to do that because when we try to highlight them, you know, gosh, can you just, like you said, can you imagine now they know they're a superpower and they can see themselves in a totally different way? I mean, I definitely. She has a way. She's going to tell you right now. I mean, we're doing it. Okay, so my brain is like bursting right now. Of course, you know, when when it comes to like in-per photos, that's the best way. But so when COVID hit, right, as a photographer, my business shut down, right? If I'm not in front of a person that business. So what I, I shifted a little bit and I started doing people's portraits through Zoom also. And I mean, it's, it's not the same experience as being there in front of you and, and bringing it out. Way to to get to still bring out that personality in someone and to be able to do it from, you know, thousands and thousands of miles away. So, so either through Zoom or potentially doing something in person, um, you know, we can ab- absolutely talk more about this later, Kimberly, yes. but there's always a, w- a way for it is what absolutely. I'm trying to say. There's always a way to make it happen. I believe it. That's why I believe in women. And I know that they're changing the world. And I know that, you know, they take all of their ideas and their businesses and they make them better. Right. For everybody. And that's one of the things about women. We not only try to do things to, you know, help our friends and our families and all that kind of stuff, but we're always helping people that are our customers and our clients. Right. It's like, what more can I do to help you? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's how we're wired. And that's why, you know, so many great things come out of women, because we're not just wired to do one thing. We're wired to be able to, you know, create other opportunities for other people. And so that's why I keep saying, I keep saying it, my Titans Venture Capital Fund <laughs> is going to be able to uh, help women actually realize that they have those dreams and, and give them a hand up and not a handout. So yes. we have to make sure that we're putting that out in the universe because if you realize the percentage of women who do not get access to any funding whatsoever, it is just, it's just, it's, it's, most it's crazy. Women. It's most. It's just, it's awful. Most it's women. Awful. You're right, Carrie Most, most. women. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we had um, Shaza Barbour own Terra Hub Phoenix here. Um, and she was, it's a woman's co-working space. Mm-hmm. And that's where those photos were taken. It was such oh, a beautiful there. Yes, it's beautiful there. Yeah. It was beautiful. She had to close because of COVID. You know, everybody mm-hmm. went home. 
Um, but she was really big on getting funding for women, you know, pushing it, pushing it. And that was the first time I started to realize like, oh, I, I grew up in a household that everybody was equal. I grew up in a household that, you know, there was no, oh, this one's, you know, she's better, he's better, that, um, you know, person from that country is better. I mean, we traveled the world as kids and gave back, you know, our families did to provide medical care in South America, Central America, and we did all these things. And so I was, I was brought up like that, right? So my brain was, you know, when this whole Black Lives Matter thing came and all this stuff came, to me it was like, I couldn't compute it because, I because I grew up in a household that was like, wait, that was like your grandma and grandpa because they're old, they're racist, you know, but it's just because they're old, right? But the, so, so my brain was like, I don't understand. Wait, we're in 2020 and this is still happening. Like I just couldn't, it, it couldn't, I couldn't fathom that women couldn't get funding, that there was still people that were stereotyping and, and, you know, um, judging people based on the color of their skin. I'm like, I, I just don't get it because I wasn't raised like that. I, I just thought it was like old people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so, so we need to, we need to let people know it needs to be aware, right? Bring awareness right. Right. to everybody that women need funding. And so that's why I love what you're doing, Kimberly. And I love what you're all doing because we're all helping women get yes. better, right? Yes. Help women yes succeed which we need our male counterparts to do that absolutely everybody to lift us up so we're all equal which I didn't realize because I was never talked down to as a woman Mm -hmm. I was never I was an entrepreneur I've been an entrepreneur since I graduated college like I I just have never been in that corporate world so I didn't feel it so I'm so glad Mm -hmm. that it's coming to my my attention so that I can help these women like just come on keep going Bring awareness Absolutely. to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I had I was on a webinar this morning. I'm just gonna be really quick. But one of the things that one of the speakers said, and it was just for me, it was profound, but it's kind of like a duh, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the ladies was saying, she was like, you know, men have got to see the value in women. They have daughters, they have wives, they have mothers. Right. What happened? You know, why is there a disconnect? And how do we get them? connected to see that, you know what, if you do invest in women, if you, if you look at when they were, um, when they came out with the loans, you know, in Africa and the, these loans, you know, women were paying back their loans, like a hundred percent, you know, women who in America pay back their loans, right? Everybody else, you know, defaults. So she was saying, we somehow have got to create something you know, I keep talking about, you know, helping them through a new lens and all that kind of stuff, but to look at women in a way that they say, you know what, you're, you're worthy. It's kind of like, you're not worthy. You know, it's like, why, why would you think that? Right. It's because sometimes they feel that way. They feel like they're not worthy. So they don't show up. You know, I, I really think that that's a lot of it as well. There's a two, it's an evil two-sided coin. It's, it's the conditioning and the generational ideas that people yes. have. Mm-hmm. And it's the women who continue to allow people to feel that way about them because they feel that way about themselves. Right. And so it, it, it's, it's a hard, 
the hard nut to crack. And so it's like almost you sometimes you have to like pick, okay, which side am I going to try to help and focus on at this at this moment? Right. Whether it be bringing awareness or it be, you know, coaching the individual woman or be providing a programming for them and 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 then putting it in front of, you know, there's it's like a multifaceted thing where I think it's so beautiful that like people like us can come together and be like, all right, I'm going to work on this little piece. You work on this little piece. You work on this one. Now let's come together and and see if we can have an explosion, you know, kind of yeah, thing, nice. um, yeah. because it really is so much. Um, uh, about we as women have to show up and own it, even if someone else right. isn't giving it. Right. You Absolutely. Know? And we need to start younger. We need to tell our, yes. you know, like I'm teaching my son, the way you treat your sister is how she's going to expect, you know, or is how she's going to perceive that men should treat her as an adult. The same way my husband treats me you know, in front of the kids is how then they're going to perceive how people should be treated later. So we have to be very careful and, and consistently teach the younger generation that, you know, that this is, this is how it should be and be real, real specific about it. Younger and younger for sure. Totally. Yes. I love that. Well, we only yeah. have, a, can you believe it's already 50 minutes in? Ah, we are oh no. minutes in. I'm <laughs> done. We still want to talk. We, I know. We are going to do a couple little last minute things, but I know mm. this group of women is going to have some powerful things come out of these relationships. So I can just feel mm-hmm. it in my bones. Yes. Um, tell us for the listeners, I would like a couple last minute tips. And then Carrie Ann, I know you have to, you have to run. So I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, social impact or entrepreneurial tips, anything we missed, anything you'd like to let everybody know? Um, you know, we all know now you're amazing at photography. Just have them look at my <laughs> pictures, right? Yes, they're fabulous. Um, and your, your social impact of the perfectionism is going to be huge for people. It really is. Right. Um, so anything else I missed and then how people can get a hold of you? I, I don't think so, Kelly. I think that you, I think that you hit it all. I mean, my name is hard to spell Carrie Ann Munstead. So hopefully it will be somewhere in this. They can find me anywhere. Carrie Ann Munstead, my website, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know where else I'm at, but <laughs> all the social media places um, I'm there just under my name. So thank you. Thank you for this opportunity today. Oh my gosh, I loved having you. I know you got to run, so you can head off anytime, but thank you. Thank you. And you guys connect after with. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll be on for about five more minutes. So I'll listen in for about five more minutes here. Good, okay. good. Kimberly, tell us, um, what did I miss? What, um, you know, t- I know we, we missed a little bit of the um, stuff you're doing for, for water, for clean water. Can you give, can you give everybody a little piece of that? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that is my life's work. Um, and that why that's why this is so important for me to set up this venture capitalist. But we've been providing access to clean and safe drinking water for children in about 60 schools, 57 faith-based and uh, government health dispensaries, four orphanages, um, over 300 households now, um, and one regional hospital. Um, and we, our schools have won the Environment and Sanitation Award three years in a row, and they're contributing it based on our WASH program in our schools. And so they've come in first place, and they came in second place two years in a row, which is huge. So in their their own region, um, which is amazing, 
And then one of our schools, um, it's one of our secondary schools, we had like 74 out of 100 students that did so well on the national exam that they're all going off to college, which is huge. Oh my gosh. And yes. It's, it's, it's huge. And uh, the, one of the things that they attributed to is like, you know what? You can really learn if you don't have like things in your stomach that make you sick cholera, typhoid, you know, all that, just those little things, right? That make you so you can't go to school. So it really has had a major impact on the children. And it really is when you're talking about like Kenyatta, the superpowers, the behavior, it really is something to see a behavioral change because the parents were saying, well, we grew up with this water. So, you know, if it's, you know, we get sick, you know, we just learn how to live with it. Well, but you don't have to be sick, right? Your kids don't have to be sick. Right. No. I mean, just that little switch, you know, could just a mother could go to work. She doesn't have to stay home with her sick kid oh and she gosh. can still provide for a family if the right. kid doesn't have worms in their stomach. I mean, just little bitty things that, yeah. you know, it, it, and you never know how long it takes. But I knew that if the children were getting access to clean water, I knew that they would go home and tell their parents, oh, my gosh, mom and dad, you know, we're getting clean water. Well, if we're getting clean water at school, we got to cut down on the recontamination. So now we need clean water in the households. And then if you go to the health dispensary and you're sick, you need clean water at the health dispensary so that you're not taking your pills with contaminated water and the cycle starts all over again. So yeah, that's our clean water. So it's our, it's our water is the lifeline of life yes. program. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh, I love so that good. so much. Fantastic. I love that. And that's what I said. Um, I always say to my husband, I just want to be a philanthropist. He's like, Don't you need money for that? I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll start with little bits of money. Like, you know, I contributed, mm-hmm. I think, 10% of my income last year to, you know, to nonprofits. Like, just something. Like, I just want to provide, you know, I used to do in kind donations, but obviously I can't do that right now, except for online, I can't. But, you know, having the giving money to people so that they can do these types of things. I mean, that's amazing. Like you think you said, Kimberly, a couple of times, little thing. It's not a little thing. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing that seems very simple to people like clean water, duh. But huge, huge, huge. Mm -hmm. Don't say little. Don't say little anymore. I know. I always do that. I have a global village that's amazing. And they have been so supportive. And they have just seen it grow. But, you know, like anything else, if you, you know, I can't self-fund anymore. So, you know, with the little money that we have. But one of the things that we can do, we can make a dollar out of 15 cents. Okay. That's what, Mm. that's what we do. And we do that. A dollar out of 15 cents. Love it. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being on. Kimberly, how can people get a hold of you? I'm Kimberly Fogg. I'm on LinkedIn. Please go to our GS Partnerships with an S.org website. Uh, we're launching another Titans Tank. Please get involved. This is a call to action. We don't, we want people to actually give us suggestions, ideas, tell people who have great businesses, women, ideas that that sometimes they need a little push, right? Have them call me, have them email me, kfog at gspartnerships.org. Listen, I will hit you right back. Thank you, Kelly. (laughs) I'm so glad I got to meet you today. I know Kenyana and Carrie very, very well. So I'm so glad to welcome you into my network and into my 
family. <laughs> happy, yes, it's all we're a family now. That's right. Hugs. That's oh, right. Air, yeah. hugs. Yeah. Air hugs. Kenyatta, <laughs> <laughs> your turn. Yes. Tell yes. what did I miss? Tell me if I missed anything. Oh my God, you didn't um, miss anything. Transformations, uh, just, you know, social media, any of that. It's all good. Just everything is just amazing. I just, you know, I just like to show up. Hey, I'm here. What's going on? And just talk and learn and love and, you know, make great connections um, and and do what I can to to support, you know, and I'm all about the 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 behavioral coaching piece. And um, I do have something to share. Ooh, can I give a secret? Well, it's not a yes. secret, but I'm going to announce it right now for if you're anyone who's listening right this second. Bye, Carrie Ann. <laughs> no, I have to hear Thanks. the secret first. Oh, okay. the secret. Oh, okay. So I just um, today actually finished um, a link for people to sign up for a free masterclass that I am going to be teaching uh, on October 29th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And it's called 10 Ways to Leverage your behavioral superpowers to clarify your burning desire. It's deep and it's for women. So it's specifically for women and it'll be geared towards women so that they can understand how to use this information to clarify what it is that they're so passionate about that will drive them through anything to get what they want. But sometimes figuring out what you want is the hardest thing. So the clarity is necessary. And that is what I'm going to teach on um, for free, this free masterclass. So I have oh, a link. You can go, yeah, you can go to freedomempireconsulting.com slash free masterclass. <laughs> keep it oh, simple. I love <laughs> keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple. Free masterclass yeah. you know, after my website yeah. address. But I'm excited about that because I just want to continue to spread the word again and, and just to help people, again, get that self-awareness. So that's it. Oh, I love that. So, so exciting. Well, thank you all for being here. What a wonderful conversation. And I know we are going to do amazing things together. I can feel it in my bones. I am thankful to have you all here. Before uh, we end today, you've been listening to Collaborative Connections, radio show and podcast sponsored by KLM Consulting. Clients of KLM Consulting can continue to do what they love while having the support they need because we offer business development strategy, concierge services, ongoing consulting, marketing, project management, and social media. Tune in on the third Thursday of every month at 1 p.m. Until next time, happy connecting. Happy connecting.